everybody, welcome back to How to Run a Good Walk podcast, episode 29. Episode 29. Can't believe we're 29 episodes in. Feels like it's been a lot longer. Feels like. I'm not, not gonna lie. Is that it's not a good thing, is it? Surely meant to say time flies. It feels like our first one. Oh yeah, I mean yeah. It feels <laughs> like it was yesterday that we started. Yeah, that's what we meant. <laughs> Restart. There's a rewind button here. Just rewind that and just forget we just said there. <laughs> if you are new to the podcast, welcome. Please share with Please some share. fellow golfers or even non-golfers. As Peter Crouch would say, pass the pod. Pass the bloody pod. Cheers, now. Peter. Um, if you don't share, it's one of those things. <laughs> You threaten, you're going to start threatening people. <laughs> you know, people, those things used to get sent on Facebook. If you don't share it, um, you're never going to win the lottery. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, if you don't share the pod, you're never going to win the lottery. Yeah, so make sure you get sharing. It could be true. It could not be true. So better share it. If you are new to the pod, we have a couple of sections that we go through every single week. Chopper of the week, tour trash talk, watch your beef. And then every now and then we throw in a tech talk when there's some new tech out. And shock, Josh is a chopper again this week. I'm not chopper this week. <laughs> Oh yeah, uh, yeah. Well, you are. Did you win or did you lose your knockout? I lost my knockout. So therefore, you're a chopper. Um, <laughs> okay, but let's start off with the story we got sent in. Who did we get sent this in by? And so, this is chopper of the week section, by the way. Yeah. So I saw this on social media, but I've also been sent it by my boss, Dave. Not giving you that one. So he's actually gone with it this week, Dave. <laughs> um, usually gives it the uh, oh my friend Dave. Oh no, uh, your friend Josh, uh, colleague. <laughs> is he your colleague? Or are you are you his colleague? Anyway, and then let's let's just go into this right now. Dave Dave sent me a <laughs> in, and if you've not seen this, Josh has passed his probation. That's why I was saying this. <laughs> <laughs> Dave sent this in. If you're not seeing this, I saw this on social media. Eric Van Royen, that you say it? Yeah, yeah, that's good. And by the way, on a different separate note to this, I've carried in the same group as this guy, and sorry, just picked that name off. Alex just dropped there. Carried in the same group as this guy. I'm adding value to the podcast, mate. Oh, okay. Not just taking the piss out of each other for 45 minutes. This is actually a bit of educational stuff right now. Go on, then. All I was going to say, he is one hell of a ball striker. Well, he's not like, only a ball striker, but he can uh, absolutely... Strike a team marker. ...weather a team marker as well. So if you've not seen this, on the 17th... on the on Can you show Friday, me this now? I want to see this. So on Friday, on the 17th hole... Um, Eric Van Royen has, if you've not seen the 17th hole at Kiowa Island, that's what it's called, isn't it? Yeah. It is a monster. That golf course looks so long, which we will Horrible. get into. Horrible. We'll, we'll get into this, but um, basically he has, it's par three, he's stuck his first shot off the tee straight into the water and proceeded to have an absolute meltdown. So what he does is he strives it into the water and he then proceeds to leather this is par three the tee markers like leather it, it mate he'd have got hefty fine for this he by the two way. goes at it as well it only just goes in that's harsh that isn't it yeah but watch his oh. reaction oh and he comes back he comes back why and then he takes his caddy out yeah he has two swipes in he well has... wait go again does his head come off his club uh yes i think it does uh, actually i don't know maybe it does but he, he seriously leathers these tee markers. It's not very professional. It's not very professional. I, mean, I think his head comes off his club here. His head comes off his shoulders, but... His head comes off his shoulders and off his club. Absolute meltdown. Um, and One. However... Yeah, it does. See, I thought he did. I thought I saw yeah, that look, as well. Yeah, like... When he's walking away, yeah. he's, yeah, he's only got a shaft in his hand. So, How are you feeling him, on the next hole? Uh, what do you think it is, uh... 
Another five iron? No, sorry, boss. No. I got, have, I to, have I told this story about this? Yeah, you have. Shall I just take it again quickly? Because if you're brand new to the pod, you might want to listen to it. Let, let me just say, let, let, let me just explain okay. why I had a meltdown first. So I looked into this, like where he was up to. So he shot nine over on the Friday and dropped 80 spots on the leaderboard. No wonder his head fell off. He has fallen to bits. So go on. He shot nine over? Nine over. And dropped 80 spots? Yeah. So he must have been inside the cut then to begin with. Oh, yeah, well in, mate. He was well inside. So, <laughs> Eric, on. get your head back on your shoulders, son. Tell your story then. So, similar story to that, really. Sorry. Apart from it was a... Cl- <laughs> I'll only spend a second on this because Josh is being facetious <laughs> and being a knob. Uh, you today. So, <laughs> I'm <gonna> specifically... <laughs> we um, okay, so when I was caddying for Tom in an event in South Africa, right, um, we'd made the cut at this event. And it was a late tea time on a Saturday because of a rain delay and thunder and lightning. So on this part five, at uh, part four, what? I didn't know you used to caddy on tour. Oh, very funny. <laughs> really, really funny that. So you got, sorry, part four. Really funny. No, I'm not going to tell it now. Move on to the next point. Tom snaps the head off the club. No, it's not a head. I'm not going to tell you. Move on to the next story. <laughs> he has told that story before, so if you want to hear it, make sure you go back and listen and listen to every single episode while you're there. Second chopper of the week. You're a knob. Oh, he's fuming. He's fuming. I've rattled him early doors. People won't want to listen to that. Go on then, tell it. Yeah, I will. Go on. I'll turn your mic off. <laughs> Rattle the early doors, you can hear it. So, basically, on this par four, is it, or par five, prior to, oh, basically, on a par five, is it this bit of shitty drive, and he just walks off the tee and snapped this driver in half. I'm like, gets on the next tee, which is a drivable par four with driver, and, uh, he goes, oh, what club should we get? Should we go for it? And I was like, uh, nope. He's like, why? Why are we going for it? We haven't got a driver. Because <laughs> you just snapped it. Half the shaft is so, sticking out the back. So it's like, in the heat of the moment, yeah. not even thought about it and just, did he snap it over his knee, did he? Uh, or did he like... Did I think he had it behind his head. Like, behind his shoulders, like that. Like, um... Like just pure anger, mate. I think like, he's Barry Bonds, the baseball player. You've seen that? Where he snaps a bat over his head. Like, on his helmet, snaps the back. Yeah, he wasn't wearing a helmet. I'd say that. Obviously not. He, golf he might have needed to. <laughs> yeah. um, so, thanks for that story. That's a good one, that. So, second... Right, we're going to go just Josh right now. Oh, so, okay, so let, let's put this all in perspective. So, Josh was playing a knockout, which he was getting a shot on. One shot. One shot, right. Okay, so he didn't use that shot. He actually lost that hole, knocked out of town. Chopper. I did. <laughs> um, so, he's then two up through nine. Playing quite nicely. Playing quite nicely. All things going smoothly. Should have been about four up. Should have been four up. Couldn't put, couldn't chip. No, couldn't could put, couldn't chip. Um, Drive was a bit wayward. And then lost the whole lost the whole match, three and one. So three basically, one. Josh came home in an ambulance. Yeah, it didn't end well. I, I, it's one of them. Couldn't convert, mate. It's all right. Not, not everyone can. Not everyone's got that. Not everyone's got that bit of sauce. Mate. <laughs> He's rattled. I'm absolutely not everyone's got that sauce belt to finish really it. You're a chopper. You win in and you lost. Simple as. Don't speak to me ever again about golf. There's always, there's always the pairs. There's always the pairs. Anyway. Yeah, Leach will pull you through. Our next chopper of the week. Yeah, Leach, will, Leach to... will pull you through. Yeah, that's fact. You say it again if you want. Yeah, Leach will pull you through. <laughs> he works as a bandit on twenty. Uh, also, another little thing which is definitely, which is definitely a chopper sort of scenario. So we did some filming this morning and check out the video because it's out today. We played with a range ball and we wanted to see if there's like any difference. Josh wasn't wearing his famous jacket. Oh, I don't want no tees. Sorry, you keep all your tees in your jacket pocket, mate. You're meant to put your tees in your pockets on your golf bag, not leave them in your fucking jacket overnight. Fuming, raging, rattled. 
absolutely rattled. Anyway, our next chopper of the week goes to the woman on the 11th hole on the final day at the PGA Championship. I mean, what are you doing? What a clown. What a clown. So basically, if you've not seen this, Phil Mickelson on the 11th hole hits one just left of the fairway into the crowd. Um, and you see it kick up and then it, it goes into the, this crowd of people and next thing you know on the footage, he's down there and there's a, a lad or a bloke saying a woman picked the ball up and dropped it like dropped it again like within a yard or two yards away it was. Firstly, why on earth? Thing you, is, what, like what goes through your head to go, do you know what, I'm at a professional golf event. I'm going to pick that ball up. Major, I'm going to pick that guy's ball up. That's Why what I don't get. Do that? Like, obviously, it's not just someone who's dropped a ball. Oh no! It's it, like it's the last group. On probably the reason you you're on that hole is to watch them, and then you're gonna follow them. Like, what on earth is going through your head? Fair news to the lad that oh, said. Oh, shiny ball! <laughs> Fair news to the lad that said it happened, and then that like, rules fish came over, and obviously it was all fine. Like, there's nothing he can do about that. But what is going walks it and puts it by the hole. <laughs> Players' eyes. Players' eyes. Yeah, it is what it is. But what like, what goes through your head there? Like, just muppet, absolute muppet. What's going through a head yeah, is nothing. Like, I, I, I can't comprehend why you would do it. Why would you do it? No, you are a chopper. Whoever you are. Do we get a name? Do we get a name? Name can't. and shame. How the hell am I going to get the name of the woman who put the ball? Put Hang on, you claim you are the biggest researcher on this podcast. Well, um, didn't the other name, mate. How much research have you done for this? Plenty. <laughs> Zero. That's how much. I watched the F1 last night and fell asleep. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry, I'll bring the knowledge. So, let's move on then. You've got, you got, you got a great face of radio, mate. Cheers. Let's move on to talk, <laughs> trash talk. Okay. And as we all know, it was the PJ Championship this week at Kiwa Island. And it's safe to say. On the ocean course. It's safe to say our picks did absolutely toilets. Oh, well, at least well, mine made the cut. Yeah, mine. I picked Xander Schauffele and he missed the cut. That does really surprise me. So same here, but some big names missed the cut. DJ missed the cut, and I think he's off an injury though, isn't he? He is. But I think, and we're going to get onto the golf course and how hard this golf course is. But I think it it sort of showed there that some of these big names missing the cut showed how hard it was. Um, and showed almost how impressive it was that, that Mickelson did what he did. Yeah, because as you say, as you get older, you, you lose your length. Exactly, and I'm going to touch on that as well because that is not necessarily true. So, Well, it is mostly true. It is, but in this instance, it's not. See what, when I'll he starts playing more senior tour... Oh, he's going to tear it up. <laughs> but the thing is, Shit if, up, if, Bernard. If he plays like that, he's not going to be anywhere near that tour for a long time. Well, that's the thing. Why would you go and play it? No, exactly. Well, he's just got... Winning yesterday is giving him five-year exemptions for all the majors, and he's got a lifetime for PJ anyway. We're giving five-year exemptions for the, for the majors the next five years. You know what I'd do if I was in his position? thing is, though, these guys are so good because they just love competing. Exactly. He's there every week. We, like, I just play the play. majors. Yeah. I play the yeah. events that I like, like Harbour Town. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I don't, think, I don't think he's got that... Like you said, he loves it so much and he's there for a reason because he loves competing and he loves golf. He's just going to play as much as he Ooh, can. Oh, he loves golf. Anyway. Oh, I love golf. If you didn't see the results. Oh, I love golf. Oh, I love golf. Rattled. I love golf. Right, I love now. golf. Rattled. Let's get on to this. Where did your guy finish? He missed the cut. I've just said that. Well, no, what did he shoot? I can't remember. Not done his research. Anyway. Where did my guy finish? Tied 30th. 
I mean, that's pretty respectable. Shut up. So, winner, your, Phil Mickelson. Your, your guy, was, it, your guy Phil... was double me. You... Are you going to let me do this or what? Top 30. He's rattled. He's absolutely rattled. Top 30. Phil Mickelson won it. Top 30. 600... Sorry, get into it. Six on the par. Okay. Louis Eustazen and Kepka, sorry, Brooks Kepka, were four under par, tied second. Tied fourth, Shane Lowry, some turnout. Padre Harrington. Tell you what, it's like going to the buddy uh, seniors here. It is. Casey's up there. Higgs and Paul Casey as well. Some serious, serious performances here. And I know we're going we're to speak about length and hitting the ball long shortly, but to me, some of those guys being up there, Mickelson winning it, Harrington being up there, does that show how much control on a course like that, having control of the ball, knowing where it's going, is more important than being able to hit it long? Can you just say that again and think about the, your whole sentence? What? You're saying that control is better than hitting it long. Well, obviously, you're about to it? tell us in a minute who the longest person was in the yes, week. Yes, and then that's an ex- yeah. the guy who won. <laughs> yeah, but what I'm saying is, look at the US Open last year. Bryson hit it long, hit it into the shit every hole, and where's John and won the event? Where's Bryson? Nowhere to be seen. Yeah, but he's not the one the longest, was he? No, no I'm. You're just trying to prove wrong because you're pissed off that you're no, 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 no. The point I'm, I'm trying to make is, have Patrick Harrington is not the longest. On he's the one of the longest. He's quite long. Yeah, but he's not. He's not up there with Kepka, is he? No, but Lowry hits it long. Casey hits it really long. Who stays and hits it really long? And Mickelson does. So my answer to your question is: it's the person who is the longest and the straightest. So, so the control matters then. It was also the distance. So, so, you just know your question was. So what I'm saying is, how important is it to? He's getting pissed off now. How important is it to have more control over that ball? Yeah, but that's the same in any well, event, mate. No, well, it's obviously not because last year at the U.S. Open, when the rough was dead thick. Bryson biffed it into the rough of the hole and chipped off. So you're wrong. So the rough, you know the rough, right. the rough could be more penal potentially. Yeah. You know I'm right. But you, your, you know sta- right. your statement is just you know a right. generic statement. No, it's not. It's not. A generic. You're just. You're just <laughs> Look at him. This pod's going shit now. I tell you what, we've rattled him early. <laughs> so anyway, Nicholson becomes the oldest major winner. 50, is, is that really? Fifty years old. See, I don't think that's one thing that Tiger will ever do. Exactly. Well, not no, it won't anyway. That's really impressive, that, because it's the one thing that impressed me about his win was everybody was like, yeah, he, he should win because he's won before a major, but he's not won a major for a very, very long time. Exactly. So you sort of forget what that is. I can't... I'm sure they said when his last major was. Well, he, he last won this in 2009, I think. He last mm. won the PGA. Um, and that's his sixth major now. And that's impressive. In, I think, and this is a point they were making last night as well, is... It's impressive considering who he was competing with well, in his prime. Everyone was really there. No, but I'm, I'm talking like... Oh, Tiger. Yeah, so at one point they said that when they, he came out of university or whenever he came onto the scene, he was this star, but he was this star that was pretty much outshone on majority of occasions by Yours the golfing god. Do you know what I mean? Like Potentially the greatest player of all time. Arguably the greatest player of all time. So I mean, they had some like, great ding dong battles down well, the stretches. Like, look at the look at the the Masters where um, he hit it through the tree and through the trees on I don't know what all it was. What all was that? Eleven. Eleven. Like that stands out in my my mind as one of the, the great Masters moments, and it's almost that, that the point that they were making was 
if Tiger wasn't around, he was the star, wasn't he? And he, mm. he, he was almost in second. Fact, sorry, not eleven. Time. I think thirteen. I think. Yeah, but everyone will know the shot that, that we're talking about. The par about. five, yeah. Yeah. Around the corner. And he played it like, over, through those two trees. Over the water. Yeah. And um, he, I think for him to come and win at the age of 50 on that golf course, because we're going to get onto the golf course because it was absolutely ridiculous. ridiculously hard. Oh, just stupidly hard. But for him to do that makes it even more impressive. I agree. And the other thing as well is it's not like no one showed up. There was big, big, big players in the field. DJ was there, Roy's there, Brooks kept just didn't play well. I mean, Roy looked a bit shit again. Didn't yeah, he? he looked like he's taken another step back again. Yeah, which is weird because the other week we're like, oh, tell you what, it looks good here. And I think he would have been touted as the favourite going in, really, at, off the back of that performance. Well, he's he got to be one of the favourites. Yeah. Um, but so I, all credit to Phil Mickelson. Obviously, he cares about what we think, but all credit to him. He does, mate. He does. I think he does. He listens. Because it's impressive. It's seriously impressive. Phil, pass the pod. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so he shot rounds of 70, 69, 17 and 73 on the final day. Par was 72. You know, it's nice to see not like 20 under par win. And this is a point that I was going to make. It shows how hard the golf course was. Yeah. Shows, and I, and I don't think anything can be taken away from that because what the players did that managed to get under par is pure, pure class. I'd say it's one of those events where birdies become few and far between. Yeah. But it's like try not to make as many bogeys. Exactly. I mean, I saw a few guys have some runs. Like the middle part of the golf course, I think, was the scoring part, is what I saw. Yeah. The last three yeah. or four, four holes were like, just hang on. Just ch- yeah. hang on to your score. Exactly that. So they were talking, they were probably saying like the front nine was easier the first three days because it was with the wind. Yeah. And coming back. So basically, if you've not seen the golf course, the holes basically just run alongside each other. So you go out away from the clubhouse yeah, and come on the nine sure. and you come straight back up the other side. It's on the beach. Like, it looks incredible it looks amazing um, but yeah and then on the final day the wind changed so those hard holes on the third so like 17 the, the par 3 the, the long par 5s became a lot easier mm. where on the first three days the par 5s they were struggling to reach into which you think which normal PJ Tour event or exactly. any major that these long boys exactly. are hitting it in two all the time yeah their eagle opportunities were actually eagles with very very few opportunities <laughs> so the other thing I want to say is, for me, this is a shock win. Recent form hasn't been great. Like he's not been up there. He's been he's missed courts. Like mm. put it this way. Go thing is though, event, can you ever can you ever rule him out? Well, you can't, can you? Evident, evidently, evidently, not. yeah. Like, I mean, it's easy for us to sit here and say that now because yeah. of but, him winning this week. But put it this way, on that last Wednesday or last Monday when we did the the pod and we went out on Wednesday. None of, neither of us would have even thought to pick him. No, I even forgot he was still playing. Exactly. <laughs> Which like, is crazy how many majors he's won. Yeah, and like some of the shots that he played were just... I know I'm like waxing the look about here. No, but the thing played, is though, mate, he's won that. Could this be the year he completes the career grand slam with the US Open? Well, hey, if there's no... If he can play like that... He's proven no to himself that. that he can obviously do it. Because uh, I'd be very, very shocked if the golf course is as hard as it was. Yeah, I'd be very, very shocked. Yeah, I'd, like, I'd, I'd be saying. You should see the shot that he played. It was a was it the, the par three on the on the front nine? I can't remember what hole it was, but he played out of a bunker, mm-hmm. and he had little to no room be, on, on the green between the flag and. Philly Mick with the skills, mate, and he like flopped this ball out of the bunker and it bounced twice and just rolled into the hole like unreal. I think he got shot of the day on the final day. Um, but yeah, just un- unbelievable, incredible, great to see. Do you think it's unbelievable? Cheers. 
think it's yeah. unbelievable. So, so it's a game that's like doing Radio 1. How many times can you say How many times can Josh say unbelievable in the podcast? Well, it was incredible. So I want to talk about Brooks Kepka now. Unbelievable. Not so unbelievable. So he fell off a little bit. I was surprised at this, to be honest. I, I really thought he would be a big charge down from him. Yeah, considering how he played the first three days as well, I thought... And considering his attitude, like, I only turn up for majors, I only practice at majors. Exactly, like, he's got that little bit of DJ about him, little bit of... I'd say he's more arrogant. Yeah, he is. I would say he's more arrogant than DJ. But he's got but he's, he's got it in the sense of, yes, it is arrogance, and, but it's that swagger that I've talked about previously. Yeah, I don't it's like that. it. I can't say I like him. No, I won't I, be calling I, up going for a practice round or a beer with him, put it that way. No, but I, I don't think he wants to go for one with you either, mate. Why not? <laughs> I'll show him how to release the golf club. <laughs> Calm down. It definitely follows Alex Lake golf tips. Oh, definitely. definitely. That's, wait, he didn't watch, done with it yesterday. He didn't watch him on Sunday. That's yeah. what I'm <laughs> um, Next time I'll get that one out on Sunday for you, Brooks, lad. What it makes me wonder, though, is because he's still struggling with this knee injury. He's still... How long standing is it? What As in, like, how long is it going to go on for? Well, exactly. Like, Obviously, he played quality the first three days and he did fall off a little bit on the final day, but he's still lining puts up, like, bending on one knee, like, bending, stood up, bending Why over. is he playing then? He obviously just doesn't want to miss the majors, does he? And and to be fair, on the first three days for him, I'd have said, yeah, fair enough. You can, you can mm. still play with it. And he obviously can still play with it. But obviously can, but is what, it what long-term damage are you going to do? Exactly. Are you, are you, like, for example, Phil, 50, long career, not really playing with too many injuries? Yeah. That CPD, that CPD all works great. Um, <laughs> um, whereas all these younger guys, we've said this about Bryson before, potentially shorter careers, I think. Well, this is the thing. And I'd be very, very... Because he's obviously wearing a big brace under his, under his trousers. You can see mm. it. Like, where, what I imagine... Going Why are you looking under his trousers? So he's Josh is looking at Brooks's legs. He's obviously struggling with it still. It's obviously not right. So... I'd be um, intrigued to see how it went. Mm. But, I, but it was more... thing is, though, I thought the knee would affect him more from a long game point of view, trying to get that power through the ball. But it was his yeah, putting that was struggling. But I guess it's his right knee, right? Uh, yes, right knee. So it doesn't really, like... If it was his left knee, I think it would be a different story. Yeah. I think you'd see him probably not even play. Yeah. Just think how much pressure and load that takes in the downswing at speed. Whereas the right knee doesn't take anywhere near as much. No, that's a very good point. So, which is, and, but then he's saying he came out, and this is a quote from Brooks Kepke. He said that was the worst putting performance I think I've ever had in my career. Can't get much worse. And I think, see that whole thing. He can't read the puts correctly. You can't get in. Get, can't get into the whole thing of like, right to left to right, right to left. Because if you've seen him bending down behind a put, he's like bending down onto his left. It's knee like a. It's like, like a right knee. He's trying it, to stay his It's left like a, a ninety-year-old Camila Vijegas. It is, it is. <laughs> uh, or, and if he's not doing that, he's just bending at the hips, like leg straight, bending at the hips, reading the putt. And it does make me think whether he is he can't see the lines. issues. Yeah, he can't see the lines. Mm. So because that, that's a big thing to try and change. Yeah, how definitely. you line a putt up, isn't it? Especially when it's a good aspect of his game. Exactly. So, interesting one. Right. Let's talk about the course. Let's. Do you want to talk about what he said about the final hole? No, I'm going to get onto that. Fair enough. <laughs> By the way, the golf course, just one word for it, long. Long. Like, ridiculously long. So, there was Would you say too long? Or would you, say, would you say a good test? I think previous years, too long. However, 
with everything that's gone on, especially with Bryson, all all the places. Mate, Bryson, he would play well. So let you him. No, he didn't play well. Why are you mentioning him? You're not even gonna let me. You're not even gonna let me finish my point. Rattled. The point I'm trying to make is rattled. The point I'm trying to make is with everything that's gone on with Bryson, and biffing it long, and just giving it big lips. Oh, I love Bryson. He biffs it. Biffication. It's almost like they have just gone. Right then, come on, we're gonna make it still shot possible. on the par. What? It's still, they're still shot on the par to win though. It's a crazy thing. Exactly. Isn't it? So it's almost like the PGA have gone. All right then. Well, you want to you want to just biff it and make golf easier that way. Well, hold on a minute. We're gonna make this the longest golf course ever. It's not, not every place you can obviously do that though, can you? Like no. And the thing is, that I thought, look, Carl, like to that shot about when Ryan's, it pitched like right edge of the green. Oh yeah. Like all actually on the green. Some of the flag positions were just And rolled into the Aguar. Yeah. Like, he, he's he got unlucky there, really, hasn't he? Like, oh, massively. So, but it's the, just the way the whole course set up, the, the wind, obviously they can't they can't set the wind up, but the wind effect... <laughs> the Truman Show. <laughs> yeah. How the, wind, how the wind had such an effect on the course, and then... How does the wind affect your golf ball, the range ball? Find out on our video today. <laughs> and then switched on its head. Yeah. On the final day. That's Lynx Golf though, isn't it? Because it's basically yeah. a Lynx Golf course. Oh, well, it is, isn't it? It's right by, right by the, uh, the right sea. Right by the sea. I see the sea. Um, but I'm going to just read a quote here from John Rahm. So this was in during a practice round or after a practice round. John Rahm came out and said, or was the day after? He said, yesterday from 14 on. When did so you say it? back nine. From 14 when on. When did you say it? I think the shortest iron I hit into a green was a five iron. I'm not usually the shortest hitter. I was playing with Zach Johnson and I think he pulled the head cover off on every single hole except the par 5, 16th, coming into the green. Every hole. For the sake of our sanity, I believe they're going to use some forward tees. So he's pulling the head cover off. Zach Johnson's pulling the head cover off. To get How long must that be? Because Zach Johnson's longer than most club golfers. Yeah. Well, he's not short by any stretch. John Rahm is a big, big hitter. And he's hitting five iron. He's hitting five iron. It was the shortest club. Imagine what we'd be hitting in. Mate, I'd be taking driver, driver, pitching wedge. And then driver again. <laughs> like, just a joke. But, but... It's the conditions as well, like playing into wind as well. Wind. Like, he's going to play a lot longer on those yeah. way in and then... But what, what a spectacle it was to see. Especially on that last day. It was better than, better, better than just seeing flag hunting all the time. Yeah, exactly. And we were talking about long hitting. So on the 16th, they sh- last night, they showed a um, like a table of the long mm. drives on that day. On that hole? On that hole. The drives that day. Who do you think the longest was? For my cousin. 366 yards. Followed by Brooks Kepka. No, sorry. Followed by Bryson Shambo at 363. That's the same thing. Followed by... Which kept through at 362. Was that downwind? Downwind. So. They used to do that when I was caddying on tour of the Dimensionless. <laughs> there used to be a couple of holes where the caddies had to sort of record how far the ball had gone. Yeah. Um, for, for, for stats and stuff. Yeah. But now it's all done electronically, I think. And it's a lot easier, doesn't it? Well, that's how they get it on TV so quickly. Yeah. Whereas this would be something that we'd done like after the round. And... Well, they have like trapmans on every hold that yeah, they installed that's, so. um, that's a point on, on, on that note I think they, the PJ tour coverage and how they do it is so much better than the European class, tour so good the European tour is honestly I've worried about it I think I keep saying this every week I, I think it could go or be bought out 
fall behind a little bit. Massively. Not fall behind a little bit, it's fall behind massively. Yeah. Apart from the Rolex events, which but, have done very well. Yeah, that's the thing. The the, the bigger events do well because the bigger players are there, though. You have got basically PJ Tour players. Yeah. Where well, like, like for, for example, uh, our, ma- our mate Patrick Reed. Patrick Reed, he plays a lot of them. Yeah. So does Justin Thomas. But even but look at players like Christian Bazin. He was fine on the European Tour last year. Obviously got a car for PJ Tour. Barely seen him. Barely seen him on the European Tour. Why would you? He's tearing up out there. That's Why where the money's at. Exactly. Show me the money! Um, so let's talk about the scenes on the 72nd hole. So the last hole on of the fourth round. Did you see what happened? Yes. <laughs> the Stappen made a great last corner. <laughs> so basically, we all so basically saw... I just clarify this. I was working till late yeah. yesterday. We're filming this on Monday, so a massive F1 fan since uh, 2021 happened. Uh, <laughs> and yeah, I chose. It's terrible, I shouldn't say this. I chose to watch the highlights of the F1, which I failed miserably at because I watched like the first ten laps and fell asleep. But don't fear, I watched it. Don't fear, I... Josh is here. Exactly, I feel that same. So, but it basically happened on the seventy-second hole, and it reminded me of when Tiger won that event on his comeback. No, nah, I mean I'll be crying with Tiger. No, I know, but the the season yeah of that ill can it because the same generation sort of thing. Yeah. So Phil Mickelson hit the ball slightly left of the fairway um, towards the, the crowd, and basically all the crowd like filtered in behind them on the fairway. Was it organised or just like oh, a free no, throw? It was fucking carnage because it looked like organised you know when Tiger yeah, did it yeah exactly and they all stayed behind the, the, the marshals the marshals no so basically Phil Mickelson hits his shot sticks it middle of the green wonderful shot just what he needed to do got it on the green from where he was fine Brooks Kepp was then on the right hand side of the fairway a, a touch further down so Phil Mickelson hits his shot starts walking and the crowd just like swamp him it was like almost like someone grabbed his shoulder, like he walked into his caddy. Like it was just obviously he's not going to come out and say it was it, unacceptable. He just won the event, but I watched it thinking that ain't good. Coronavirus, everybody, social distancing. Like, they're not doing their job there. No. Kind of so then you'll have had security like, following around as well. Yeah, but then like the crowd almost went past Brooks Kepka. Mm. So Mickelson was stood. So it's Mickelson ahead. Mickelson was then like started walking forward, and Brooks Kepka was like toward up towards where Kepka was and gone a little bit past him. But the crowd's like right behind him, mm. so it's almost created like this. The crowd's like right behind him, and then like there's like a, a horseshoe around Kepka. Then it's just it just looked like carnage. Kepka then hits his shot, and the crowd just like swamp him. It's like they're not like stopped, and he's like walking in front of them. That's so hit his shot. They just hit, as soon as he hit the shot, he swamped him. He couldn't. Like so, they got to, they got to the point where they got to the green, and people were like running past them to get in in front of them at the green. So they were right on the front of the green. And let's have a look at this. Will you on Twitter, do you reckon? Yeah, it will be. And basically, Mickelson got held through, but then he was still waiting on the green because Kepka couldn't get through the crowd. It was just a bit of a shit show, to be honest. It just did. It just for such for the event being the event that it was and how good it was. It just wasn't. It just wasn't didn't look very organised, wasn't very professional at the end there. And I know obviously it's hard with the crowds, but it was it was a good moment and it was a great moment for him to share with the fans. Mm. But I'm trying to find it. It's not good really for the players. Like um, Kepka came out and said in an interview after, and obviously he was a bit fuming because he had a shocking day. But he said 
it would have been cool if I didn't have to have a knee injury and got dinged a few times in the knee in the crowd because I because no one really gave a shit. It, I got bumped a few times. Somebody jammed Ricky, who's his caddy. Ricky stopped unintentionally because he got drilled in the face. Then I got drilled in the drill. Was Ricky Fowler playing with him? No, no, no. It was his caddy, not Ricky Fowler. You div. The final group with Phil Mickelson. Why would Ricky Fowler be playing with him? I don't know. That's not a question. I just said it's his caddy, and then got drilled, and then he walked into the bag and obviously hit his knee because he stopped so quickly. Like, and okay, even even without any injury, it's still bad, isn't it? Like, just got me more organised. Like, I, I, I the crowd to get to the green, mate. Yeah, I mean, I I love that kind of stuff. I think it's, that's the great thing about golf. But yeah, but you look when they do it with Tiger, they're all behind him. Where this situation, it was almost like they weren't expecting it to happen, and they got a bit caught out by it. Oh, I, I hundred percent agree. Um, and it it just didn't it just didn't look great. I'm not gonna lie. Um, other happenings. Let's talk about other things that happened. Bryson came in for a bit of abuse. Um. The reason being, he drove a ball offline into the crowd and didn't shout for. Shock. So, some of the tweets, Bryson pulls one directly at the only group of people standing on his hole. And then the person put, if only there was something in the game that I could yell to warn people that the ball's coming directly at them. You weren't aimed at them though, were they? Let's be honest. Yeah, but you hit, you hit a ball, you go, and it's, you think... Oh shit. I never get why they don't shout. I don't get that. Yeah. Someone else said, Disgrace from Brighton, not shouting for as he launches one into the crowd. Disgraceful behaviour there from DeChambeau. Shout for, for goodness sake. Why isn't Bryson, his caddy, or any of the other players shouting for? 186 mile per hour ball speed off a of planet left. Surely he knows he's flying into the spectators, not yeah. even rolling up. Someone will get critically hurt one day. Like, they're all stood there with the hand up, putting left. But. I agree, mate. Like, we gotta give it a shout, haven't you? you go, just for the safety of people, mate. Exactly. Uh, something else happened. Ed. I hadn't seen this until just before. Um, it must happen one of the, either Thursday or the Friday. But um, Sebastian Munoz, Munoz, he uh, hit a ball directly into a bin. Say again. He hit a ball off the tee, and it landed in a bin. <laughs> like. <laughs> How did he even know it was in the, the bin? Odds, what are the odds of that? Like, How did he know it was in the bin? I don't know. They just think just a picture here, of someone like pointing him into the bin. He's driven a ball off the tee, slightly left, obviously, towards the uh, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Grandstand. Yeah, the grandstand. And there's obviously a bin on the front of the grandstand, and he's just driven the ball into the bin. So what is that? That's got to be a free drop on it. Now I've got to play in the bin. <laughs> Plays it lies. Get in that bin, son. <laughs> Just, I don't know. Sure, it's got to be a free drop. Bag, it's got to be a free. No. <laughs> it's probably a metal bin or something. <laughs> no, it looks like it's just a bag hanging. Just lever the bottom of the bag and hope that you quit. Well, where out. was that thing we had to play out of coffee cup? No, we played it out the out the the bag of waters. Yeah. No, I don't know. I'm assuming he, he got a drop, but hmm. yeah. But all in all, great event. Unreal event. So good. So next day, next major is coming up soon. I don't know when it is. is the US Open next. No, the Open next. Oh, the Open next, and then US Open. I was well. trying to qualify for, but I've not even got a date to do my qualification. I forgot about that. Yes, I did. We'll Too much practice going down. Know, yeah. <laughs> we'll uh, we'll keep you up to date with how Alex gets on in his quest for the Open. Do you think you'll make it? No. <laughs> in a word. Like, 150 quid up the swanny. 
worth a try though, isn't it? Should have put it all should have put it all on red. You've got to be in it to win it, don't you? I guess so. Who if you got there, who'd caddy for you? Me dad. Oh cheers. Anyway, uh <laughs> There was some more talk about the Premier League of Golf or the Pem- Premier Golf League oh, or the sh- Super Golf League, whatever you're going to call it. Oh, shit. Lee Westwood came out. Have you seen the quote? No, what did he say? Lee Westwood came out and, to be fair, when you look at it from this point of view, I understand why he would say this. So he came out and he said, for me, at nearly 50, it's a no-brainer, isn't it? If someone stood here and offered me 50 million to play golf when I'm 48, it's an absolute no-brainer. Which, at his age... His, I mean, about, I mean, so he's basically saying like his last paydays. Thing is that you say that fifty-year-olds just want an age. So he sort of, mm. he obviously said this before this happened. But you, you, I look at that and think, mm, yeah, fair enough. Like you're coming towards the twilight of your career potentially. But this is the thing that the way he's playing, you could keep going for years, like like Mickelson. Mm. Um, but you could see it as like a payday in that sense. Like, why not? Why not just go and get 50 million for playing golf? But... His son's son's sons wouldn't have to play again, play, do anything, would they? No, exactly. Well, I don't think they're going to have to do anything anyway, personally. Yeah, true. He's got a lot to do on it, but... I think it's more... Like, players like him, I can understand wanting to do it. It's more like the younger guys and the guys like... Kepka, the guys like Johnson. So like he's not Justin saying Johnson. he's for it, he's just saying it's a no-brainer for him to go and play it, basically. Yeah, basically saying, he's basically stood there and saying, well, if someone offered you 50 million to play golf, would you go, innit? Like, yeah. I, know oh, I, wouldn't I, go. I know what my answer would be. I wouldn't go. Oh, of course you wouldn't. Oh, I wouldn't go over the PJ Tour. I'd be like, yes, mate, where do I sign? Hang on, you were, on, you were, you were kicking off about the Premier League of football. Yeah, no, I know. I'm just being facetious. Um, Big word for you. Yeah, I got it right though, along like you. Cheers. So, Specifically. however, the PGA chief exec came out again and he issued a basically be careful what you wish for a warning. Basically came out and said that you joined... In reaction to his... I don't know. I think it was all... In I general. a lot more talk about it, yeah. And I think he basically came out and said you could just damage your reputation. Like the PGA Tour gives you a reputable, he's me to say, career. And... To be honest, the way things are going, I can't see this happening. No, I think, I think it's one of them, almost like the European. I would be so surprised. Flash in the pan, kind of thing. Yeah, like oh, we'll try it. See, see what the reaction is. See if we can get this this going. Maybe down the line they'll they'll change it and they'll change the model and something different will happen. But I don't know. I can't see it. It's a lot of money, though, isn't it? There'll be some guys that go... You, you I know, don't know where that money's coming from, though. TV? It'll be like the um, European Super League. It'll be like a, it's funded by Saudis, I think. Yeah, it is. So it'll just be like that. They'll just put the money up and then they'll get their money back from TV. Like JP Morgan were doing the European Super League. So um, it'll be somewhat similar to that. Like They just put the money up for the players and then they'll get the money back from people watching it. And sponsors and things like that. Crazy. Crazy, stupid money. So let's talk about this week's event. We've got the Charles Schwab Challenge. Some big names playing, considering it's a week after the major. A major. Some, still some names in there. So Daniel Berger, Cameron Champ, Tony Finau, Sergio Garcia, Sung J M, Shock, Zach Johnson, um, Kutcher's playing, Phil Mickelson's down to play, whether he does now, he might mm. pull out. Um, Morikawa, Kevin Nah, Neiman. Like, there's a lot of big names playing. Not, not, obviously, not some of your big guys. Ram. 
no sign of Thomas, no sign of Spieth, uh, no Johnson, Dustin Johnson, but who are you going to pick to win? Daniel that? Berger. Uh, do you know what? I think that's a good shout. So do I. Because he has been... Hence why I said it. <laughs> he has been one of those players that in on the PGA Tour the last year is almost like... Been pretty consistent. Yeah, been consistent. Been in the spotlight in the sense of been up there in events, beat off some of the big players in events, and he's putting himself definitely in contention for a Ryder Cup spot. Definitely. Um, I'm going to go with... I'm going to go with Tony Fee now. I think he, he could definitely... I don't think that's a good shout at all. Well, you're not going to because I picked it. But I think he, if he can get his game together, he well, if he can get a game together, he could win multiple majors, but... He's, okay, he's, so there are picks. We need, we, need, we need to start getting better with these picks, which is sort of not really... I think we've picked... I think Started off so good, didn't it? I think I picked one winner. Oh, one. you did Spieth. No. With 30, 30, 30 episodes in. The Twitter analysis in one, one in thirty, and you've, had, and you've had a second and a first, and a first. So, yeah, don't pick on our. You're not here to bets. get the picks. Yeah, um, right. Let's move on to what's your beef. I think that wraps up tour trash talk. Unless you've got anything else you want to say, mate. No. So I just got a little bit of beef. Just finishes off today. Only a tiny little bit. This of beef. one was sent in, wasn't it? This was sent in. So, basically, from what I can understand, this person works in retail, golf retail in America. So in America, you have to. In most, some places, you have to get a buggy, right? Yeah. At this particular golf course, I'm reading this now, you don't have to have a buggy, okay? I'm not naming where it is. But you don't have to have a buggy. You can choose to walk it, okay? On this particular day, all the buggies are already booked out. Like So this person walks So if you up. turn up, you, you can't just yeah. get a buggy. Yeah, no, exactly. So this person walks up, oh, yeah, do I want to, uh, I want to um, get a buggy today? I booked one. Sorry, sir, you, you didn't book one. Like, it's not down. Like, yes, oh, it is. A bit of competition. Yes, it is down. No, it's not. So I can't do anything for you. Well, I can't walk. I can't get round. Now, fair enough, this person can't. So it proceeds to read out the email. After five minutes, okay, I then heard him say to his mates, oh, better walk than today. I wanted to bloody get a buggy. So it's almost like he's just trying his hand, isn't he? Yeah. So basically, he's walked in, giving it big licks, giving in. Oh, yeah, I'm going to give it, wing it in, try and get a buggy here, lads. Can't be asked walking, it's a bit high over here. Did it say if it was a member? Didn't say. Didn't say. Because I'm going to say, if, it, if you're a member and you're doing that, it's like, come on, mate, you know the you know. Well, the, you I, know I, the drill, I'd be surprised if it was a member, but it would have I mean, you know I've seen it happen, drill. similar stories, and the reason why it annoys me is because just shut up. People actually have booked them. You haven't booked them. You're making, you're making the bay bad for yourself, but you're also trying to make this place where that person's working look like shit. Yeah, exactly. And it's puts the, the um, pro in a, or the person who's working in a, in a shitty position as well. Yeah. Um, good beef, that, mate. I can yeah, well, it, it rouses me. Um, and we... Quite a bit of an apology to make, haven't we? No, I no, don't. No, 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 no. I'm saying that foot joy shoes we spoke about last week and, and Tech Talk, and they were like a bit, bit of beef because they looked like shitty old trainers. Yeah. But, sort of crossover into but, but we said um, that Footjoy don't really produce any good shoes. Well, we saw so some nice ones, didn't we? Well, we did. And what my, my point was is Footjoy need to stay in their lane in the sense of yeah. producing the classics, like yeah. the classic shoes. And what are the other ones called that, the, that they do? Is it the Pro SL? Yeah. Like they're decent, decent shoes. Look yeah. decent, but they 
produce and you, you put if you follow Ian Poulter on Instagram, he has got obviously the most unbelievable shoes. He's got some collection, eh? But he was rocking some shoes this week. Like the classic, classic for Yeah, joys. Three bands. Yeah, and we saw Icons. We, we they'd have some up at Motram Hall, don't they? Like the all white leather, they just look so pure, like classy, classy shoes. And then they rock out these trainer ones that just look absolutely dross. And that was the point I was trying to make is just stay in your lane. Like, do what I you're think, I at. think they listened to the podcast, mate. Maybe they did, but... Got one out there quickly. They need, to, they need to do what they're good at in those classic shoes because there is a market for that. I think I'd wear them. De- I'd definitely wear them. And they look quite smart. Exactly. There's definitely a market for that. And especially if you look at... You look at the society now and the way people go retro is it best my best example is look at football how many people want retro kits We've got the euros coming up how many people want a retro England retro kit? boots how many people want retro boots like there's so many there's so many um businesses out there now that do retro f50s yeah, yeah. retro nights old predators in football that is what fort joy are good at do that and you will make a fortune yeah. Obviously, they make a fortune because they're foot joys. But you know, that's my. Point. No, I know what you mean. Don't worry about the trainers. Let Adidas, let Puma, let Cobra, let all them do the trainers. Hmm. You just worry about them. Get them right, like you have, and you like you don't need to worry about trainer trainer versions. I agree. Uh, and on some news for next week, uh, on Sunday, you want to watch this. So I'll be getting a club fitting. Yes, you will. The full video will be up on our YouTube channel. Uh, and also, we'll talk about it on the pod next week. So that'll be a cool little talking point for Tech Talk. Absolutely. So we'll have a big Tech Talk um, section for next week. Definitely, definitely. Well, I think that wraps us up for this week. So thank you, everyone, for listening. Keep sharing the pod. Keep passing the pod. Keep watching the YouTube videos. Just keep on doing what you're doing. Yeah. Safe. See you next week.